Hey, welcome to the Chess Experience. On this show, it's all about helping adult improvers. I want to make learning chess easier for you to navigate, and I also want you to have a more fun experience along the way. I'm your host, Daniel Lona, a fellow chess amateur. Let's get to it. This show is sponsored by Chess.com, the world's largest chess community. And there's a really exciting and new release from Chess.com that I've enjoyed using. It's called Classroom. This feature allows you to easily go over a game live with a friend or a club member that you just played. And you can do so interactively on the board with both of you on video talking to each other. It's also a great way to have a lesson between a student and a coach. And you can check that out on chess.com slash classroom. Welcome to this week's episode. I have a really cool guest for you this week, woman international master, Lena Miladinovich. Not only does she have an amazing chess career as a three-time national champion of Serbia, but she's also now an entrepreneur. About two years ago, Lena launched a chess business called Outpost, which connects all types of people in the chess world, from adult improvers looking for a chess club to attend, to the tournament organizer looking to invite streamers or higher-rated players to their events. And if that weren't enough, Lena is also a chess coach, international arbiter, and has a master's degree in political science. In this episode, Lena and I discuss her rise in the competitive chess scene in Serbia. Then we discuss a key insight she learned for any club player from her years as a chess coach. Finally, we discuss what she wants to accomplish with her new chess business, Outpost, and some details about how it all works. And if you're interested in following Lena on social media or signing up for Outpost, which is free, links for all that are in the show notes and on my website on the page for this episode. Here's my interview with Lena. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, Lena. How are you? Hi, Daniel. I'm really good and excited to be here with you. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I'm excited to chat with you too. We um, we haven't known each other for long prior to this. Sometimes I have uh, a little uh, connection with my guests beforehand. We're, we kind of have a new connection, but that makes it exciting because we can kind of uh, get, well, I'll get to know you a lot better than you'll know me, but we'll get to know each other still in the process Definitely. of chatting. Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to talk with you, you know, even though I wasn't familiar with your work prior to this interview, once I learned about it, I thought it was really, uh, really cool and very interesting. And I look forward to talking about, you know, your big business project that you're working on right now. And uh, also just your own chess journey too, because that's what, that's what fuels all this, right? Is our love for chess. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm, exi- I'm excited to, to share the story with you. So I'm happy to actually know more about you and to share my story as well, too. I'm happy that's to fantastic. do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a, a great discussion. And so, yeah, speaking of what I kind of mentioned already, which is your own chess journey, I like starting there with people because it kind of sets the stage and we understand why you're doing all the other things that you're doing now. So let's start at the beginning. Can you share a bit about your chess home life when you were growing up? What was that like? like who in your family played? Who taught you to play? Absolutely. And I'm happy to start from that because, uh, well, I've been playing chess since I was just five. So uh, my dad and grandpa actually showed me the first moves, wanting to steer me for a sack from, let's say, sport with a ball, like football, basketball, volleyball, <laughs> tennis. I, I just love to play everything because uh, it 
I literally could play that for hours. And I was super talented for those sports. And with the chess, they actually were trying to make a balance of static and dynamic inside of me, which was amazing uh, strategical thing doing by them, you know. And then what makes me actually choose chess is definitely the the individual nature of chess, which means um, uh, that really grabbed my attention. The feeling of a personal win was like no other. So when I play, let's say, football or something like that, and I win in the team, it's it's just not the same. So that that's like the part. And when it comes when it comes time to choose a sport in high school, uh, or it's going to be chess, or it's going to be like uh, volleyball or basketball, my individual success in chess made the decision not easy, <laughs> but still, <laughs> but it it made it easier. So chess has been a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you took to chess right away. I mean, I know, I know you, you know, you said your dad and your, your grandfather introduced you to it. It doesn't sound like they had to twist your arm or get you excited about it. it sounds like you took to it pretty quickly. Is that right? Yes, I did. So I was about to say that uh, instantly I started playing with my brothers and sisters and started competing because there are five of us in family. So five kids from two amazing uh, parents. So we started all playing like a tournament and I started organizing everybody just so I can win. So that was the, the, the funny thing. I'm the youngest in the family. So I just wanted to, to be them. And that's, that's the difference. Uh, when we play something else, I couldn't do that because I'm the youngest. And when we play chess... I mean, it's a brain, it's a brain game. So I, I can play and I can win the game. That that's the most interesting part for the kid to to beat their 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 brothers and sisters. That makes sense. I'm, I'm I I can only uh, imagine. I I bet that's like a great feeling. <laughs> I'm an only child, so I haven't had quite that experience. But I I you know was able to beat my dad. Uh, so, cool. so that, that, that was fun. <laughs> so that was a similar thing. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's experience. Yeah. So I'm still somewhat, I still feel somewhat new to chess in many ways. And this is going to lead into a question about you. I promise this isn't really about me, but <laughs> um, even though I got into it as a kid and played in, in, in middle school, uh, um, you know, I returned to, to chess in a big way a couple of years ago. I got really excited about it again. And now I feel like it's a completely different experience because there's just so many different ways to engage with chess nowadays. Because of that, I still feel like it's somewhat new to me. And so I'm not as familiar with how popular or important cult, uh, chess is in uh, some other countries. And um, I know you're from Serbia and grew up there. And I'm not really familiar with the chess culture there. Is, is it a strong chess culture? How would you describe your chess experience growing up in Serbia in that way? That's a nice question, because Serbia is like specific country. And every single one country, I guess, there is case specific history about chess and chess has been a popular and culturally significant game in serbia for like many many years ago we have let's say maybe you know somebody maybe you don't but we have our chess legends like svetozer gligoric and it was 100 year of his birthday in this february 23 we have uh, velimirovic matanovic ljubovic maybe you heard maybe you don't but they were top 10 in the world back then uh, in back in the 20th century. So yes, chess has a really strong presence in this country. And what I need to say about what is what is like a good thing happening now in Serbia, 
is this uh, the, the new people from Serbia Chess Federation, which I'm kind of part of, which I'm also proud of, is doing a great job right now organizing a lot of prestigious events like uh, European Chess Championship 2023 held in Serbia. The first ever FIDE Paralympic Games were played in Serbia, Belgrade this year. In 2022, there was a huge tournament. Uh, maybe you heard FIDE Grand Prix tournament. And I was a part of every organization I mentioned, which uh, I was I was really like proud of that part that Serbia had some bad times in chess, like, because we have wars and everything. I don't want to talk about it at all. That's not a topic, but it, we have a stop in every single, like, subculture there. But now it's it's kind of flourishing right now. And so, yeah, the country has a long history of uh, producing successful chess players right here um, who have represented Serbia in international competition. But let's say that for me, the best one, if I, if I have to mention, and I need to mention, is my good friend, the best player in Serbia right now is Grandmaster Aleksandar Indic. He's a Serbian prodigy, but uh, from back then to now, uh, chess is definitely flourishing this lately, let's say, in the last four years. So the the, the, the popularity is, is growing and even uh, we have even uh, to choose to learn chess in schools. I don't know, is it like this in your country? Can you choose like chess as a subject or something like that? I wish. No, the, the best we have I think it's pretty common is there's a, you know, a lot of schools have a chess club that you can join, although not all of them. If there's an opportunity for chess at school, it's just that there's a, there's a club that you can attend after, mm-hmm. after school is done, but mm-hmm. it's, it's never, I don't think it's almost ever an actual class or if it is, it's very rare. So that's great that you had that though. Yeah, we do. And like, how popular was it amongst your friends? Like, was it, did a lot of your friends play chess too? Is it something that was easy to Oh, back then, no. Yeah. Back then, oh, okay. no. When I was young, the, it, it was just me in my in my generation who, who who is just like playing really professional chess. So it was easy for me to beat everybody in my like primary school. And once you get you know older and start playing professional tournaments, there there are many many kids from different countries and villages around the Serbia. They're um, they're strong and they they love chess. But now I think it's twice popular than when I was younger, and that's a plus, definitely. That's a huge plus. Yeah, I love hearing that chess is growing in popularity uh, in Serbia. That's fantastic. Me yeah. too. So it's it's a good thing. Good trend. I think actually after the Queen's Gambit show, everything uh, everything about chess is like, <laughs> wow, now it's popular, finally. Yeah, it did so much for the game. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah, going back a little bit to your, again, to your um, chess experience as a, as a kid growing up, do you remember any of your early competitive ambitions like earning a specific title or trying to win maybe a big tournament or anything like that? Absolutely. There, there's like a lot of tournaments and titles I, I, I was trying to achieve and I achieved. But when I'm thinking like now from this position, without a doubt, the, the most significant tournament for me during my young age was the Serbian Yo Chess competition held every year during the Easter holiday. And I remember it was always an Easter time. And it was a time where I was willing to literally sacrifice holidays time at home with my family because I participated this event every single year until enter, uh, until I turned 18. So uh, the tournament comes with the opportunity to literally represent my country worldwide. So it was really big deal for kids and really like motivating tournament at the, um, if I win that one, 
I'm going to represent my country at the European and World Chess Championship. And actually one was held in Brazil. And that was the, the whole story uh, led here to, to come to Brazil. So you always have some like huge motivation to win that prestigious tournament so you can represent your country um, in the Brazil, in the, I don't know, wherever the world. I, I really compete at every single state in Europe. So that was amazing. I, I also played um, in US uh, like a bunch of tournaments. So with the chess, you have like a lot of opportunities to travel, to meet like different cultures, to to play with different players. So when it comes to me, it's not achieving my um, WIM title, which is an international master title for women. It's it's not that. It, it was the huge and the whole like process of coming to that to that point so young age are definitely the 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 best for me and anyway being the best in the country was the ultimate dream for for any young chess player so it was a true honor to be part of such a prestigious events this left definitely left a huge uh, beautiful mark on, on my life i couldn't say more than than that that's incredible how old were you at that time uh, well, it was every single year. So I was from, from seventh to uh, until uh, 18th, I was competing those competitions that if you win, you will get like a bunch of awards, like kids, like travel a lot, like represent your country. It's, it's not money at all. So forget about the money. It's just like representing your country. Yeah. And how old were you when you won your first one? Yeah, sure. I was I was sixteen was when I was like first state champion, and then from sixteen to eighteen and 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 of the twenty, I stayed the first one, which was like huge thing for me. It's it's not an easy job to to like defend the title. So that that was like my my golden age. Right. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. I know it. I know it happened some years ago, but that that's an incredible achievement. Um, definitely, so, yeah. definitely a huge huge mark on my life. Yeah. So I know this is kind of connected to what we already talked about, but yeah, I know you represented Serbia in several world and European championships. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe the experience of that, the emotions of representing your country abroad? It's not something every chess player gets to have. Even skilled ones don't get that necessarily. Um, not everyone who's good gets that opportunity. So uh, yeah, I'd just love to know what that was like for you and what it felt like also specifically to, to represent your country. Yeah, as a, as a kid, it means like the world for me. It, it was everything, and it's not just the, uh, that you are going somewhere like uh, like in Brazil or somewhere else to play and to have fun. It's it's not that it's that you uh, go with the friends who are the best from your country to show the world that actually Serbia is on the list and that you can fight for your country and and win. And let's say that the most important trip for me was um, to the World Karate Chess Championship in, in Greece, Porto Caras, where I finished 14th in the world. And it was my greatest success uh, back then when I was younger. And they were like playing like more than 100 girls. So the now I can feel it when I'm talking. I really feel like like <laughs> happiness. And maybe you can hear it in my voice, but it was like an amazing experience for from every from every side of uh, of the, of um, of the competition of everything 
Yeah, that's incredible. I can't hear I can't hear it in your voice and it's totally understandable. <laughs> I why know you, it. Why you didn't even see me, but you can hear it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean it's it's amazing. Um it yeah, is fourteenth in the world is uh, remarkable. Remarkable. Um it is. Yeah, so uh, amazing job on that. You were also the three time national champion of Serbia. Uh just a, a couple of questions about that, because that's something I like to talk a little bit about with you. Uh first of all, just to clarify, because I couldn't find the exact information online. What uh, what category was that for? It was, uh, we played just like, I think that the other countries have the same system because when I go to the world championship is just the same. So you play until the under eight, under age of 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, and then you are playing until 20. And after 20, you go to the senior side. So you're an adult, like you consider yourself as a chess adult. So, so that's kind of system of play. And every single year you're competing like, um, with the, with the girls. Uh, let's say similar age like you could be one year older or one year um, like um, younger than you so you're competing with them uh, and if you win and only in Serbia that is the rule only if you win and if you are the first one you have the, the opportunity to, to represent your country uh, worldwide so yes I was a threefold championship of uh, champion of my country and I had that privilege of representing Serbia at European and World Championship many times. And I actually, once I, I, let's say, start my college, I even won the University World and European Chess Championship, which was also a cool, cool experience. It was a bit lighter. And it, it, the, 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 let's say the, the most important thing for me is still that 14th place when I was a cadet than, than the golden medal when I was a University Chess Championship. It's just the comp- competition is different. How old were you when you won your first national championship for Serbia? Oh, that was 16. That okay. was 16. That was 16. Back then. It's still long ago, but not that. <laughs> no, not, not that, that much. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> and was that a specific goal for you to become national champion? Or the reason I asked that is because I, I, I've had some other guests who've won like similar, very significant titles like that. And they've said, oh, well, I didn't really aim for it. I was just going to lots of tournaments. And then I went to that one and won that. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I thought that would have been like, <laughs> a, you know, something you had planned for for years. Yeah, it just kind of happened. So what was that for you? Well, in, in Serbia, this is just a one goal. So you have just one chance. You're practicing all the year to play at that one at the international chess championship. And that's the only aim and goal uh, and preparation for it. So it's not spontaneously. I just, <laughs> I didn't just, you know, <laughs> walk into uh, it. <laughs> yeah, walk into the tournament to just win. That there was the whole, the whole nervous, the anxiety, the, the pressure, the, the everything you can feel is during that competition, at least under 20, um, the category under 20 before you enter the real world of chess player, the senior world. That's an amazing achievement as well. Lena, that's an incredible chess career and competitive career and just journey that you've had. I'm really impressed by all that. I mean, I I love hearing stories of all those achievements. I'm just, I'm wowed by it. I almost have no words for it. It's it's fantastic. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I want to talk uh, now about a different part of your chess career and one that that will be uh, hopefully relevant and, and helpful for my listeners. I forgot whether I mentioned to this to you when we talked beforehand, but it's easy to find this fact <laughs> online about my show, which is that I, I aim it towards adults who are 
uh, usually at about the club level. And um, a lot of my episodes have advice on how to improve from other coaches and titled players and things like that. So yeah, I'd like to just talk a little bit about your own coaching experience, because I know you did that too. Uh, Maybe you could first uh, we'll start with just maybe you could just share a little bit about that. Like how long did you coach? Uh, what types of people did you coach? Perfect. Cool. That, that's another uh, that's another side of me uh, being in the chess world. So um, let's say as a chess person, I have found it to once you enter the world of chess, you become a part of it for life. So whether you are a player, a coach, arbiter, trainer, organizer, whatever you pick, you're somehow connected to the game. Just you're trying to be there around the game anyhow. And it's a way of life that requires dedication and desire to make a living from the sport. That's that's one side. Why we all like trying to, to field every single field in chess. And that's what actually um, Outpost, which will be being a little bit after, uh, a little bit later. Uh, that's actually why Outpost platform and idea exists to help chess enthusiasts engage and improve their skills and monetize. So as a coach. Um, I, I would love to give an advice if that's if if that's a if that's a, okay for you all and for your audience and everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what stood out to you? Like, I love advice that's like, you know, based on all these years of experience. Here's what club. Here's common mistakes or or things that you see that can really help them. Sure. That's that's definitely cool. So I'm still a coach, by the way. If, mm. When you're like in the chess world, you need to do everything to survive. You know, it's it's the situation. So, but I have a little like interesting advice uh, because I experienced something um, uh, out of uh, my coaches and my old player's career. And the advice is that uh, you need always to, to stay true to your natural talents and your original play, no matter what you read or what. Or who you actually learn from. So, so no matter what, you need to like, let's say, embrace your unique chess persona and let it reflect your character there. Because um, if if you know the notation, maybe uh, between uh, what's the difference between e4 and d4 move. Uh, if you know like the differences, let's when you play e4, you're like tactical player who is attacking a lot and when you play d4 you're like strategical player who is like uh, love to to have some peaceful game and stuff like that and when i was playing e4 that was like um the same thing like my character i was playing naturally good i was playing perfect and then my car just moved me to d4 and i was blindly listening to them and then my game just and my my play started to be um, worse than it was before. That was my point. So you need to find yourself, even though somebody's trying to, you know, pushing you into something what is easier for the coach as a coach, you know, if you know some position, you're going to learn your kid some position, but you need to feel the kid and, and, and to learn them, uh, their characters first so that you can show them what to play. That, that's the key uh, to success in this game, to stay yours, actually. That that's a nice like psychologically advice. I I survived that situation. That's why I want to mention this one. Yeah, that's great, and I I, I think that's fantastic advice. I have a follow up for you based on what you're saying. Um, Perfect. So it sounds like you're saying to focus. I don't know. If focus is the right word, but emphasize mm-hmm. and stay consistent with your strengths. Um, mm-hmm. That you don't necessarily have to go all the way to the other side and just focus on areas mm-hmm. that are uncomfortable or, or weak necessarily. But I guess I don't know maybe how much of it is strengths versus weaknesses in what you're saying, or if it's just more style that you're talking about. 
it's it's maybe it's maybe a style so you you okay. need to learn something and that that school stuff you're going to learn a lot of stuff but you need to have your style and to keep it there so you're going to soak it up every single thing around the strategy the openings the everything but you need to stay yours with your just like you said with your kind of style there yeah. so you need to believe your gut to play like uh, from inside of you not to play by heart but something what you learn on the computer or something like that so um, i'm voting for people to stay yours and to stay with their style and characters uh, in order to be the best fantastic i love it that's great advice i think people will be happy to hear that too because i think we <laughs> want to stay with the things that we enjoy most and uh, prefer definitely yeah. definitely um that's great advice i love it so thanks let's talk now about what you're up to in the chess world today so and if you want to talk a little bit about what happened, uh, I guess, career-wise between chess and where you are right now, too, with your, you earned a, ma a master's degree in political science, which is amazing. Um, if you want to touch on that, too, that's fine. If not, that's all right. My understanding is that after you did your master's in political science, you created uh, a chess business called Outpost. So yeah, if you want to tell us a little bit about like that part of your journey, like shifting from political science to becoming an entrepreneur and starting a chess business. Definitely. That's an interesting story. Definitely. So my journey in chess has been like an incredible ride. Let's say like that. One that has taught me a countless life lessons and has led me to where I am today, actually. And it's an interesting, interesting path. So, um, first of all, I was always passionate about chess, but I also knew that I wanted to excel academically. So that was really important to me and nobody pushes me nowhere. I was a nerd. So I wanted <laughs> to push myself until the end. And I wanted to learn. I wanted to prove myself in every single field I can. And balancing both of these pursuits was not easy at all. But I'm proud that I managed to be uh, even one of the best students in my generation. But the thing is, when I, when I was fi finishing political science, I was the best with the marks, but I know that I'm not going to do politics. So I was sure that I'm, I'm just you know, just checking that. Okay. Check exam, check, 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 done. Good. The best. Okay. Whatever. I just wanted to have my time to play chess. So I was just, you know, doing my stuff in order to even master degree. Um, uh, I just, I, I was just checking that so I can play chess. So as I continued my involvement in the chess world, I began to see its uh, shortcomings. But before that, uh, I experienced chess from every single angle. So first as a player, let's see the the golden age until my 25, let's say. And from 20, let's say four, I started being a coach. And then um, I passed some exams and literally become a FIDE titled um, coach. And then after that experience, which I'm experiencing even right now, I started to getting interested in how is it to be an arbiter. And then I also started taking a FIDE, which is a World Chess Federation, um, exams how to pass the test to be an arbiter. And I'm not, now that I have international arbiter title, so it's the highest one. So now I'm even an arbiter. So, okay, I met the chess world from another angle. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, how is it to organize a tournament? And then um, I was invited to be a part of Serbia Chess Federation. So we are now organizing a huge event like like i mentioned like paralympic games uh, like european chess championship and stuff like that so i managed to um, to, to learn and uh, and to see what actually 
chest locks and what is the problem there so that's the thing and even though i had no prior experience in business or startups or whatever i didn't even know what's that mean what startup i I really don't know what's that and i was determined to find a way to make a difference to fix the problem and then i was like I was just talking about that and my frustration was spontaneously heard by my sister's husband uh, and he was all around. He's, uh, uh, he's also a chess enthusiast, but he's, he's bad in chess. I hope he's not going to hear this, <laughs> <laughs> but he's awesome in business. He's in business like, uh, like 20 years and he has two companies behind. He, one of them is startup. So that world was really, really well known from him. And from, for me, it's just the chess. So, for me, I'm going with the heart and with a chess story and with domain sector. And he's the one who is telling me, okay, this is like, let us stop going with the heart. This is the thing you need to fix here. We need to find the real problem. We need to find a product market fit. And he was actually, um, he was actually the one who, he, he supported everybody. Um, he supported me and encouraged, uh, and encouraged me to, to just write all on the paper and, and start uh, bringing this vision into our life. So he's my mentor and my way in the startup, actually, in, in the business world. And together, two of us, we began working on our postures, like from idea, literally from, from idea, from nothing. Um, a platform that will change the way the chess enthusiasts engage with this sport, which I'm proud of. So Outpass is not just for a player, it's for uh, for everybody in chess, from club organizers, coaches, trainers, literally whatever I touched, I created it for them. Um, and as our idea took a shape, my, uh, my brother joined the team as a back then junior developer bringing his own unique skill set there and experience to the table. So um, the thing is what I need to mention here about my brother that I'm so proud of the fact that we were able to make his dream come true. Um, as he transitioned from a career of uh, in bank, he was working in bank for, m- for more than 10 years. And he was like, okay, I'm going to end up in bank. And um, I love to be like, uh, I love to work in IT and stuff like that. And actually, he's now an integral part of our startup as a CTO and now senior developer. So, which uh, I'm, I'm like, even even though the outpost chess has just disappeared, that that transformation was like a, a major thing for me. So exciting journey. Yeah, <laughs> to wrap yeah. it up. That's amazing. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dig into some of that right now. So this is Definitely. really cool. Uh, well, first Thanks. of all, I just want to take one step back from it and say I think it's really. Um, you know, you have this chess business, as you mentioned, and we'll, we'll talk about it, that is for a lot of different categories of people involved in chess. Mm-hmm. And that seems to reflect you, uh, because you've been, in, as you said, <laughs> different parts of, of the chess world as a player, as an arbiter, as a coach. And so I just think, yeah. I, just as an observation, I think it's really great that you are um, kind of bringing your own multifaceted experience and turning that into a chess business. And it, and it sort of resembles how you've engaged with the game over the years. Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to, to meet like the last, I'm, I'm saying the last, maybe it's not, but the last angle of chess, it must be a business one. So we tried mm. everything inside. <laughs> Let, let's go beyond. Let's know fix fix the thing so that that you're right yeah right yeah that's great so let's start from the beginning with your your chess business which is called outpost um 
Fantastic name, by the way, too. Uh, as you, Thanks as a lot. You Do you know what what South Pass means in the chess world? Maybe. Yeah. Right. So, cool. uh, like, like, I'm glad you didn't pick something too advanced. Otherwise, I might not know. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> no, I do have enough experience best. to know about the outpost knight, which, uh, yeah, is a you know like an extra powerful knight that uh, is either can't be removed or is very difficult to be removed from its square, and so it can. Perfect. Yeah, it can it can control a lot of the board, which is. Um, uh, yeah, just a fantastic name for for your business. That, that yeah. is a metaphor. That is a metaphor for the for the people for the chess people who wants to be exposed. It's like like that knight who wants to be visible, represented. That's outpost. So good good to know what is outpost to explain the the audience. Yeah, right. I love that. So I'm curious, what led you to want to create this business? And uh, the way I think of that of answering that question is, what were you seeing in the chess world that you wanted to help with? There is a lot of things, but two situations actually triggered me. If you if you want to hear about those two, yes, it's it's something I really like. Um, I felt on my skin. So that the first one happened when I was young, talented girl, and I was playing like uh, the most important tournament of my life. It's it's a club league in my country. And until the moment I accidentally left without a club. So that year I just came to visit the most prestigious club tournament, that one. And the people keep asking me, why didn't you tell me that you're an available player? They would have engaged me, blah, blah, blah. I will ask you to play for my club. I will give you that kind of money, blah, blah. I was like, okay, nobody knows that I was available. And there was a thing about disconnected worlds. So if you have outpost. You, you're just gonna now, you're just gonna press that you're interested in clubs and the club can see you on the list as a free agent. Let's say that you can imagine that as an NBA player. You don't have a club and they're gonna easy, easily engage you, just get in touch with you. So Outpost will take care of this. Uh, so I want every, every little chess people to be engaged and make the full potential of his chess career, whatever he is, whoever role he plays. I want just people to be inspired to take a chess as a profession and not as a hobby. Cause most of the people, when you ask them, they just say, okay, I, I'm working, but I love to play chess as a hobby. But now I want to give them a chance to, to literally um, swim in chess from every kind of perspective and to have chance to be engaged. And that's actually what, what is outpost for, just to be found, to represent yourself, who you are really, and what do you want to do in chess so the other people can engage you and actually pay you for that so you can monetize your chess skills. And the second situation, so that was the first one, and the second one is happening even right now. So I have daily messages uh, on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, and stuff like that, that people keep asking me, do you have somebody to to give me for the tournament? Can you call your friends from Serbia just so my tournament can actually happen and stuff like that? So it's a matchmaking thing. So I created a matchmaking platform. So don't call me. Just go to Outpost, find the players you need to, go with the criteria. Like if you need a grandmaster, just type grandmaster in, in our intelligence search functionality. If you need a people under 20, just type under 20. If you need um, some kind of rating until, let's say, 2200, just type it and find them, connect with them, see if they're available on their calendars or not. So Outpass is not the place to play or to learn. It's not funny by themselves. It's just a career management. So you go there to find engagement. And then to be engaged and to and to earn money out of chess. So that 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 was like my uh, vision. Yeah, I've only asked a question about the uh, the tournament part that you're talking about. 
did that come about from you being an arbiter and it sounds like you were you know helping run uh some tournaments and still are, I think. Um, oh yes. It was your, your experience with that. Did, did that inspire that aspect of outpost where you wanted to connect, you know, tournament organizers with players? That that's one of the things that we, that we found out actually that by organizing a tournament, um, we are giving a chance, not just for the professional players, but also for chess lovers and chess amateurs to get in. So we like, um, divided some different chess prizes so we can attract more player. And now, let's say you uh, or whoever, let's say my 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 co-founder Ilya, who is amateur, now can play with Grandmaster on my tournament, which I'm organizing online, and it's easy, approachable. It's like some of them are like zero participation fee. Some of them is really cheap. So for the cheap money, you can really enjoy chess, have the real tournament, even though if you're chess lover amateur or chess pro we all play together and have fun so that's 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 one side and uh, by, by business side it really grows our user base and people really talks about it and and people have fun actually uh, regarding chess tournaments we organize and actually on sunday we have um, another one and i wish you can join that one i wish i could too it's a otb tournament it's no, it's the online one. So for now, we're just organizing online tournaments because we're organizing so, so often. Now it's going to be like twice a week, I guess. So uh, on Sunday, it's going to be bottle up uh, tournament. You will see, I'm going to link you and I invite every everybody who loves to play chess to join us. Yeah, um, We will bring the audience a link eventually. That's great. What's the time control for that tournament? It's three plus two. Okay. If you understand, it's like yeah. it's like bliss time. It's like a, let's say five minutes, uh, but with increment, it's like three plus two. Okay, so th- that sounds exciting. I love that you're hosting tournaments online. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a cool um, thing. So yeah, let's talk about like the the heart or or purpose. Uh, I know you talked about it a little bit already, but I'll uh, maybe expand on it. Uh, the the heart or purpose of of outpost. Well, it sounds like it's all about connection, right? Like connecting mm-hmm. in both directions, it sounds like. The club player to the tournament organizer, the tournament organizer to the club player, um, uh, or specifically, or, or more specifically, other another category would be, you know, just um, connecting chess clubs to uh, players and players to chess clubs. It sounds like it's designed to connect in both directions. Is that right? Like, it's Absolutely. Not, it's not just from top down, it's from bottom up also absolutely and that's why we call ourselves marketplace so matchmaking the marketplace community with fintech included so you now can close the whole loop so you know you you know could let's say as a as a club you can find a player and you can pay the player and we are now let's say let's start from the player from every single benefit so player is going to benefit out of outpost because he's going to find a tournament he's going to register for the tournament he's going to pay on the platform he's going to He's going to find his engagement. He's going to find his coach. He's going to find his student, whatever. So when it comes to, that's the matchmaking. When it comes to club, same. He's going to find the player. He's going to pay the player. And now at this moment, we are focused on organizers, particularly because they have a lot of problems with organizing an event. And we want chess to grow like as much as possible. And in order to, for chess to grow, Organizers need to be like encouraged to easily organize an event. And we created a special tour for, for organizers so they can 
publish event there, they can advertise event, they can invite players on the platform, they can receive money payments, and they can pay out awards. So we talked to a lot of organizers and we wanted to, to hear from them. And actually we saw that we started with the players, but then we saw that the organizers are in real pain. And because of them, the chess is actually happening. And as a player, I remember myself, I don't even care what the organizers do. I just expect my chair and table and I was like... Pfft. Everything happens during the night. And the organizers are dying, literally, to, to prepare everything. And that was, like, uh, the thing why I wanted to talk to them and what is the biggest pain there. So um, they're, like, our focus right now. Even though I, from my heart, wants to help everyone. So I included arbiters as well, so they can match some tournament. Streamers as well, as they're the most popular right now. <laughs> even, even now during the, 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 the championship match. Oh my God, it's six and a half, six and a, and a half. I don't know if you're following the... Yeah, it's the, amazing. The it's yeah, crazy. it's amazing result. Yeah. <laughs> it just popped up to my mind. Sorry right. about no, distraction. But <laughs> when I just say streaming, I remember that the Caruana streamed something today um, during the match. So the, even, even streamers are there because the tournament organizer nowadays need a special streamer for, for his events. So yes, you, you understand it really, really good. You understood the whole, the whole concept. So the thing is the connect matchmaking so if you can find if you can engage and if you can pay the the, the chess player that is going to be amazing and from my point of view um if somebody in the future if somebody asks you where to find the chess people the answer must be at outpost platform that's my vision that's <laughs> just amazing. so you know i love it well you know i was Thanks. thinking about something that at first i was unsure who streamers would be necessarily trying to connect to or who would be connecting to them but then you mentioned the tournament example and that, and, uh, that makes perfect sense and i just thought of how i think maybe in the past one to two weeks or so i saw at least two streamers do this one was the huge name maybe the biggest uh, after at least after Hikaru, uh, Andrew, I was about to say, yeah, Andrea Botez post or tweeted <laughs> uh-huh. and said, "Hey, I just played this tournament. It was a great experience. If any other tournaments would like to have me there, reach out." And it sounds like, I mean, that that is definitely a thing where a streamer wants to appear at these tournaments. And I'm sure there's many tournament organizers who would love to have <laughs> Andrea Botez there, definitely, or, or even even you know even some not as popular as her. Uh, streamers as well definitely definitely. or maybe even a podcaster like me (laughs) absolutely so bring it on create a profile and i will invite you here (laughs) so now i'm thinking at it about that moment kind of retroactively yeah Yeah, and i'm thinking oh she should have uh well not that she needs to i know she has a large audience but it still wouldn't have hurt to uh to (laughs) be on out for her to be on outpost right and 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 put that put that message out there put yourself at outpost yes so that's the thing exactly that's really great Oh man, I have so many questions about this. <laughs> it's hard to know where to go in order. <laughs> I apologize if I am not like creating like a continuous story on this because ideas no are just problem. popping into my head as you talk no about problem. it. No um, problem. Just again about the uh, sort of the theme and purpose of Outpost. It sounds like there's two big goals that you're working to achieve with um, with Outpost. And I don't know if you have an emphasis more on one or the other or if it's just both simultaneously. But it sounds like one major goal is to grow chess. That part of this purpose is to, is to have it be, you know, even bigger than it is through all these connections. But another emphasis seems to also just be connecting, even if it doesn't connecting, you know, different types of people within chess, even if it doesn't necessarily, quote unquote, grow the game in the process. It sounds like you just want the chess community to be more interconnected. 
Uh, and like I said, it also sounds like you're looking to grow the game in the process. Is this like, this sounds like two, the two goals of, of Outpost, but I'm curious to know your thoughts. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, and I'm trying to, to bring up the both of the sides, but it, it's not an easy job to do. You need to focus at one first and then to deal with the other. But uh, as I said to you, I'm here with, with all with a heart to, to help Chess World just grow, to digitalize the, the, the most popular sport in the world is like 800 million of players worldwide. So nobody maybe even knows that, but it's one of the most popular sport in the world. And we are still not digitalized properly. And one of the also goal as let's say is the third one, uh, besides your mentions, uh, is that we can all have like verified profiles at Outpost Chess because of the, the things with the, the cheating right now and online chess uh, it's so like crazy. So I wanted to help that thing as well. So if you're playing chess online, play with your verified chess profile, and then um, we're gonna solve that thing um, as well. So so there's just I have like a billion of goals, but the <laughs> thing is, in, in startup, you need to just prioritize and focus in order to stay on course. You know, not to lose yourself. So you, I agree with you definitely. That's great. I'll try to do everything, but we will see what will what will go first. <laughs> sure, one one step at a time. No, no worries. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm curious about reach, uh, meaning like how far you've gotten in different areas so far with Outpost. I'm sure you have very grand ambitions, and it sounds like it. And I love that. Um, but just where Outpost is right now at the time of this recording, and I don't mean to be too. Um, either American-centric or Western-world-centric, but I know a lot of my audience, the majority of my audience is either from America, Canada, or like America, Canada, and and Europe. Um, cool. Yeah. That's our target group. Oh, great. That's our target market. <laughs> so yeah, I can't help but wonder like, you know, because I, you know, as we're saying, chess is truly global and, um, and, and so it's hard to uh, be everywhere, but... Just Definitely. speaking for my audience, because I'm sure they're curious, as I'm kind of asking on their behalf, if someone in the U.S. wanted to register on Outpost, are there already some American club organizers registered on Outpost where they could potentially find some clubs, or is this still kind of new in that, in that process? They actually are, but we need them a lot more, so we, we invite them to register. So let's say today... Uh, at this particular moment, we have more than 2,000 users, which is pretty good. And we are looking forward to host 10K users until the end of this year. Why 10K? 10K is the number that the platform just become like uh, valuable and with a, with a lot of credibility so it's, that somebody can sit in front of the computer and say, okay, I'm going to find here a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of interesting players. I can even make a tournament just by using Outpost and calling these players. So that's that's the point. That's where are we right now and where we're heading. So we are growing our user base mostly by organizing our tournaments. That's the first thing. And the other one is by helping tournament organizers organize their tournaments. So um, it's, it's just like uh, the thing that we are going with a go-to-market strategy is like specifically related to chess because we are doing only chess-related things. We are not like spilling money on Facebook commercials and, and marketing stuff. It's really like um, it, it's not going to work. We are deeply in chess and we are trying to, to reach as much as people we can even from USA, which is a bit like we, we have our, let's say, key, key, key member player uh, of the team is from US Atlanta. He's actually a chess boxer world champion in 2018, which is really interesting information. 
because uh, chess boxing is pretty popular right now. And he's our, let's say, um, way to, to spread our contacts and network to, to US. But as we are placed here in, in Serbia, Balkan, we, we have the most people from Balkan. Um, but we can, we can brag about the thing that we have at least 10 people from every part of the world, which is, which is a cool thing to mention. Yeah, that's great. So if I had, you know, if we have a listener who is a club player, like I said, adult club players are my audience, whether they're in America, Europe, or somewhere else. If they're in America or Europe and they, they jumped on Outpost, what do you think would be the biggest benefits to them right away? Oh, they can play tournaments. They can find a really cool tournaments there to play. And it's really for like amateur and for the people who love chess. And they can also find uh, uh, people who are similar to them so they can invite and ping them to play. So... Uh, that's a cool stuff and also the other one is they can organize their tournament pretty easy on our platform and they get connect and play like that team can play the tournament and compete against each other so when it comes to amateurs and chess lovers and the guys who are not like totally fully involved with chess they can literally find their chance to play and where to play chess to feel comfortable and to feel like you know, they fit in here, they can play, they're, they're surrounded by the, the, the players who are like the same uh, strength like they are. Yeah, that's great. Love it. Um, Thanks. Yeah. So let's see. I was going to ask you a question about um, uh, like a major goal or, or um, milestone for your for your business for Outpost that you'd be excited to achieve. But I think I think you it's said it already. It's going to be 10K. 10K, it's yes, that's 10K, what I was saying. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, oh, you know, one thing I didn't um, catch is how long has Outpost been in business? Oh, it's we started in May 2021. And hopefully we will end up as a unicorn soon, uh, <laughs> celebrating the connected chess world. Um, that is my passion, actually. After, uh, after then we can replicate this model to the next individual sports, literally. So that's, that's uh, what's the startup and business game. If your model is successful in the one field, you can replicate that model. And we find out that individual sports, like let's say billiards, golf, tennis, have the same problem like chess. So we were like, okay, let's see if we finish successful there. Let's help the other sport grow. But my passion is is with a chess. And I'm like, once we become a unicorn with a chess, you can go ahead and, <laughs> and go everywhere in every single sport. So right. yes, from May 2021, officially we, and we were actually MRD of three prestigious accelerator program here in Serbia, um, which is which is amazing for us as a, as a startup. Yeah. And it's free to just register and create a profile, right? For a Absolutely free. Absolutely free. Amazing. We are taking a lot of care for players. So they're, they're going to stay for free, I think, forever. I'm not going to say like 100, but I think forever. Yeah, for sure. So I'd like to just ask you a few questions, I guess maybe that are a little more personal or about you in relationship to your business. So because I'm always, I'm always interested in the personal side of things. Um, what's been your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Hmm. Maybe that's the thing I need to think about it. But maybe that's the thing that I can, as a chess player, I have a chance to predict the situations. So I'm always calculating something and I know where I'm heading. But in the startup world, I have no idea. So from day to day, I cannot predict the situation. So we pivot, so we, we tweak. We have um, one interview, they, they tell us something we, we tweak. We have a, a lot of feedbacks about something. Okay, we tweak. So the thing is, it's not about us and it's not about me. It's about customer and it's about chess player and it's about chess arbiter. So not, it's not about 
I want to make this no matter what. It's not about that. We need to, to play as their, you know, as their one, and we need, we need to serve them actually. And that's a big difference um, regarding uh, me on the board playing chess, whatever I want. So that that that's for me the interesting part. Have there been any life lessons from chess that have helped you in growing a business? Hmm, that's also an interesting question. Mm, absolutely let's say the way of thinking during the table uh, can help me a lot of in growing my business but more in managing my team comparing to that what i'm doing with uh with the users actually so users are unpredictable but the way i'm managing my team it's nice and organized and it's uh, i'm not gonna say i can control it like i'm controlling the pieces on the board but i can use the same techniques while I'm using when I'm thinking of chess, I can use the strategy. I can I can see and foresee the like the moves ahead of them. So that that's like a cool thing and cool skill to have when you're managing your team. That's also an amazing stuff, which I was of course I was unconscious of that. I didn't even know what can actually chess brings you in life. Uh, but it's it's like it's kind of mind, mindset, and it's already like installed in your mind the way of thinking and the way of cal- calculating and the way you're making your strategy. So that's an interesting part. When it comes to that, I would I would go for that. Yeah, it sounds like you're uh, someone who just very much enjoys, maybe in any context, the strategizing and planning ahead. Obviously, I'm actually chess playing is... chess every day, even though it's not on the board. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. You got it right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, that's great. Speaking of that, actually, that's a perfect segue to my next question, which is: At this point, do you have anything in your own chess game that you are working on improving, or because you're busy with your business, is it simply just maintaining your skills right now? Oh, hard question. I'm trying, actually. I'm trying to maintaining my skills a lot. Um, why? It's, it's hard. It's really hard to, um, to play chess at the same time to learn chess. Um, and actually, you, you don't have a time when, when you're running a startup, you're running everything. And there is no time for a lot of things around, especially for working on chess, which is taking a lot of effort to be honest. And uh, you need to be actively up to date with new openings lines, with new database, um, you know, and stuff like that. You need to learn a lot. And there's just something you, I can't afford, unfortunately, now. But yes, I'm doing my best to keep balance. I play two tournaments per year. Um, the next one is Montenegro League. The first league of Montenegro starts like in a few days. I'm super unprepared. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and my favorite still, I mentioned, uh, in the beginning of our conversation is the first Serbian League, which I'm playing every single year. I just love that tournament. I think I'm going to play it until, until the end. So yeah, I play two tournaments right now, two serious ones and a lot of blitz, uh, tournaments online but when it comes to serious chess i i play two two leagues to try to keep maintaining myself <laughs> well yeah no that's great that's more than you know a lot of people do <clears throat> after they've yeah and their titles or after like they've finished like their their heavy competitive days uh so that's great you're still you're still competing in a couple of tournaments each year i love it yes i'm trying uh, yeah yeah i know it's not easy juggling everything <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lena, you know, this, is, this has been a great conversation. I really enjoy talking with you. I love hearing about your journey. I love hearing about your business. Um, I find that there's still not a lot of chess entrepreneurs, but there are some, and that number is growing. And I love connecting with people like you who are doing this, who are trying to make 
are, you know, are the chess world an even better one? And, you know, that your focus on the connection part of it is great. I don't think there's a lot of people who are. So I think you're doing something very special with that. I just wanted to mention that. Thanks a lot. I'm feeling proud for you to invited me to, to be here with you, actually. I appreciated that really, oh, really, yeah. really much. Yeah. It's my pleasure. And I just have one last question for you for this. Bring it up. on. Yes, Bring it one on. last question for our conversation here to wrap it up. Um, just, we, you know, basically the entire conversation is chess. Just to round it out a little bit when you're not playing chess. No, or don't growing go it, there. Yeah, don't I know, go. right? I, we don't like <laughs> to talk about it too much, but we'll, we'll touch on it for a minute. Uh, when, you're, <laughs> when you're not playing chess or and when you're not growing your chess business, either one, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> what do you love doing with your free time? Uh, well, I love to play sport a lot. So as I mentioned, especially sports with a ball, soccer, basketball, ball, table tennis, tennis, well, everything with a ball. Also, mm-hmm. not to forget it, I also enjoy singing sometimes. So mm-hmm. I love those two things. And besides, I have a really wonderful family. Um, there are five of us as a kid. I'm a fifth uh, from an amazing part, as I mentioned. And I have a huge support from them as well as from my boyfriend to overcome and enjoy the hard and the good times, literally. So besides chess and the chess business. I love playing sport, uh, singing, and uh, having fun with my, my with my family. That's definitely my number one. That's great. I love it. Yeah, I think I read that you were into fitness as well. I am yeah. too, so I perfect. love that. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, Lena, this is a, a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking with you. I think you're doing some amazing Likewise. work. It's very much needed in the chess community. We need to be more connected. And, you know, we have we have such a great game slash sport that that we love and uh it's big but i'd love to see it get even bigger and better and i think that's what you're doing and i'm just i'm grateful that you're out there doing that work thanks a lot i'm honored to be here with you tonight thanks a lot my pleasure and for people uh, listening we will put a link uh in the show notes and on the website uh episode page for this episode to outpost uh to check that out and register it's free to check out lena's uh awesome business outpost and get connected with other great chess players and uh hopefully we can create uh, an even better community from there thanks a lot Thanks for listening. This has been a production of my business, Adult Chess Academy. And that has a website with the same name if you want to look for it. You can also find me being way too active on Twitter by searching my username, Lona underscore chess. See you next week.